On today's episode, I'm going to introduce Lean Software Development. After that, I've got a few really important announcements from some projects that I really believe in, so please stick around. Welcome to the Python Test Podcast, a podcast about software development, software testing, and Python. This is Brian Ockin. Follow me on Twitter where I'm at Brian Ockin. Keep up with the show and listen to past episodes at testpodcast.com. And follow the show on Twitter via at testpodcast. Not into Twitter? No problem. Links to Facebook, Google+, and even Slack and more are at testpodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Patreon supporters. To join, visit patreon.com slash testpodcast. Lean Software Development is an effort to apply lessons from lean manufacturing to the problem of software development. Supposedly, this all started with Toyota and the Toyota production system, which inspired lean manufacturing in the U.S., which inspired lean IT, which inspired Mary and Tom Poppendike to try to apply lean to software. The couple produced a book titled Lean Software Development in 2003. I read it about the same time, maybe a year later, around the same time my company was training folks for on Six Sigma. I didn't get trained past Green Belt for Six Sigma, and they didn't give me my belt. I'm still waiting for my belt, cheapskates. The notion of applying lean to software is extremely powerful. I don't draw the same conclusions as the Poppendikes as to how to best apply lean to software, and that's okay. I'm going to read a few passages from the book that I think gives me permission and encouragement to interpret it differently. This is really a beginning dive into the topic of lean, with more episodes and or articles on the topic to come. The book is still a good read. I'm rereading it currently. It covers seven principles and 22 practices on how to apply these seven principles. I believe in the seven principles, but not the practices, not all of them at least. By the way, if you can't get your hands on a copy of the book, the Wikipedia entry is a pretty decent overview. I'll discuss the principles in more detail, but here's the list. 1. Eliminate waste. 2. Amplify learning. 3. Decide as late as possible. 4. Deliver as fast as possible. 5. Empower the team. 6. Build integrity in. 7. See the whole. That's with a W like big picture, not a warning to be careful for potholes. Although, you should try to see those too, so you can drive around them. But that doesn't have anything to do with software. These are the principles. The most powerful part of the book is these principles, covered in the introduction. And the first chapter on waste is really good too. Most of that still applies. That gets you up to about page 13, plus the eight pages of the introduction. Totally worth borrowing a copy from the library or a friend, or just sitting in the bookstore and reading it. If if you're going to buy it, though, I'd appreciate it if you'd lose my link in the show notes so I can get my teeny tiny Amazon referral fee. Thanks in advance. But this book was published in 2003, so it was possibly written in 2001 or 2002. Developing software is different now. Our environment is different, so obviously we need to change the practices on how we apply these principles. 
I'm not going to do the next seven episodes on this, but I probably will do a series interspersed with other topics and interviews as I develop my own understanding of how to apply Lean to software in 2016. Okay, so now I'm going to read these few passages that I mentioned that I interpret as the author's understanding that how to apply Lean will and must change. Here, oh, wow, Roman numerals. Here's from page XXI of the introduction. This is a book of thinking tools for software development leaders. It is a toolkit for translating widely, widely accepted lean principles into effective agile practices that fit your unique environment. And from XXIV, yes, I know that's 24, but it's not page 24. It's in the introduction. This book is about the application of lean principles to software development. Principles are guiding ideas and insights about a discipline, while practices are what you actually do to carry out principles. Practices need to be adapted to the domain. We believe there's no such thing as best practices. Practices must take context into account. Okay, that's it for my reading. I think that con- the context of 2016 is different from 2003. So I'm going to try my, my hand at a new interpretation of how you might apply lean. So let's take a look at the seven principles a little bit. Number one, eliminate waste. Waste is any effort, delay, or artifact, like a document, that does not add customer value. This is a powerful idea. This is the heart of my continuous effort to make the compile-test-deploy process as automated and as fast as reasonably possible. It is also the heart of my belief that unit tests that check corner cases that might be a problem in future products, but not a problem in this product, are waste. And it's the heart of many of my development beliefs and opinions. The second principle, amplify learning. This is good. Developing software is a learning process. Putting development practices in place that allow for and encourage learning is really important. Third, decide as late as possible. This is a hard one to get right in software. Often early decisions will make development faster. I think this also is also related to learning, and I like to decide APIs early and allow for final decisions on implementation to be late. Definitely needs a longer discussion about this top this principle. Number four, deliver as fast as possible. Um, does that need any explaining? It's a really good thing and allows for other freedoms. Number five, empower the team. This is similar to hire good people and get out of the way. I don't remember where I heard that. Allowing the experts in the trenches to have the information they need to make the right decisions with minimal management involvement. Number six, build integrity in. This isn't obvious. This relates to customer perceived quality. This is the heart of why I believe functional customer-facing system tests need to be part of the development process from the start. It's too important to put off until post-development QA. Number seven, see the whole. This is related to number six. It's easy to get lost in the, in the comfort of your unit, your unit tests and your individual code. 
but that's not where your customer cares about. It's important to see the big picture at all times, even when you're buried in the minutia. That's all we really want to cover right now. I'll dive into each of these principles more in future episodes and articles. Don't turn off the episode yet. I have some important announcements from some projects I really believe in. This episode is sponsored by Patreon supporters. I've changed the link. It's now patreon.com slash testpodcast. It's easier to spell than my last name. Right now, there are 22 supporters. Thank you to everyone supporting the show. First announcement. Michael Kennedy is a friend of mine who I met through podcasting. He hosts TalkPython to me at talkpython.fm. He's got a Kickstarter running right now, and I think for nine more days as of March 9th. It's a Python course with an interesting spin on teaching, with 10 projects to help you learn Python concepts. It's about half off during the Kickstarter. Get more information at talkpython.fm. He's really helped me a lot with trying to get this show off the ground, so if you can, help support Michael as well. Next project I want to talk about is PyTest and Talks. There's a Python testing sprint planned for June 2016. A handful of core developers for PyTest and Talks are going to come together in Freiburg, Germany to speed up the release of the next releases of PyTest and Talks. The problem is the developers live all over the world, so they have an Indiegogo campaign to raise money to get everyone together. When I checked this morning, March 9, there are eight days left, and they've raised 69% of their goal. If you're able to contribute, please do so. If you're like me, you may not understand why this is needed. After all, isn't PyTest already the most awesome test framework? I just have to remember a few things. First, I didn't know I needed the PyTest fixture model until I experienced it. Now I can't live without it. Second, assert rewriting makes my code so much easier to read. And if these people who brought me things like this say they need to get together to get some important work done, I trust them. There's a list on their Indiegogo page of the stuff they want to work on, but um, actually I would like to ask you to support them just based on the value you've already gotten from them. I'll put a link in the show notes, but really it's just, just go to pytest.org. There are links at the top of the site. One link is to donate. One link is to join. Yeah. If you want to go help out in Freiburg yourself, they'd like you to be there. Pretty cool. Please donate if you can. That's it for today. Thanks for listening.